Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 108. It's now been one year, eight weeks, and six days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And it's a blustery day on the mountain here on the next atop Zen spot, which makes things super exciting. But it also means you might hear some interesting sounds on today's show, because I have so much to cover, I really don't have the luxury to stop unless it gets really, really bad. Anyway, you've heard of Megan Trainer's body positive song, All About That Bass? Well, today's show is all about you, the BCs. That's right, after we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, I will let something go, but then we will welcome a record number of new BCs who contacted me in a record number of ways. Get ready to say howdy to Chelsea, Dave and his wife, Joe, Nola from Alberta, Rachel from Sydney, Justine, and last but not least, Devin. Then we'll catch up with a few BCs we haven't heard from in a while, including Happy, whom we wished well on day 105, Lisa, Maria from a Spanish-speaking country, and my in-person BC pal, Sandy. We will all celebrate the bravery of newish BC, Carol from Detroit, who we met on day 105, who goes on the bravery report for posting her story on Who Are the Brave Companions page on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. We also feature comment on that story by Donnie and Sue from the UK. Then we'll wrap up our BC-centric day show by catching up with a couple of BC regulars. Amy from Wisconsin shares why I asked for prayers for her last show, and Stephanie from Quebec tells us why she's been quiet of late. So stay tuned while I listen to Josh, then I'll let something go and get right to celebrating you, the BCs. I just can't wait. But I'm letting go. What a long and winding road it's been. And I really had a windy long and winding hike up the hill today. But you know, I'm really thrilled when I think about it that me at 56 years old and weighing over 200 pounds <laughs> that I just can go right up that hill lickety split. That's pretty amazing. And the fact that I even think that's a fun thing to do. That's doubly amazing. I'm really proud of myself. You know, BCs, since I started this show, it is so natural for me just to put on my hiking boots and go out the door in the sun, in the shade, in the rain, any time of day. I have hiked up this mountain to do a show. So I thank you for that because I love that my brain now considers hiking a really cool and fun thing to do. It isn't hard, it isn't stressful, it isn't something I have to psych myself up to do to get some exercise in. It's something I actually love to do, and that wasn't always true. You know, part of my hiking has really given me a lot more energy for other things. Now, I'm especially glad to be hiking because for the last week, instead of hiking, I've been cleaning. <laughs> That's right. I was sick to death of having a mortifying, dusty house. So Mark and I have been diligently cleaning room by room and getting rid of stuff. So speaking of getting rid of stuff, what am I going to let go of today? 
Well, I was thinking about that up the hill and it just solidified it for me when I listened to Josh just now that what I'm gonna let go of is kind of a riff on Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. You know, Yoda is famous for having the line, there is no try, do or not do, right? I don't know if that's exactly it. I don't have the quote, but basically he's saying, you don't try anything. You just do it or you don't do it. And I'm going to modify this just a little bit that I'm going to let go of trying to be something. There is no trying to be anything. You just are that thing. You just decide to be it. For example, I was really helped when my acting coach, David Babich, told me, stop calling yourself a student or working up to be a voice actor or studying to be a voice actor. You are right now a voice actor and you need to put that in your mind. You are a voice actor. Now, what is your level of skill? That may improve. In fact, it will improve with practice and time and so forth. But you decided to pursue voice acting. You are a voice actor. So, brave companions, I don't need to try to be a voice actor. I am a voice actor. You know, I didn't have to try to be a podcaster. All I had to do was decide I was a podcaster, and I snapped on my, <laughs> my recorder, and out the door I went with Daily Adventure Tales. I was a podcaster before I ever recorded my very first show because I was a podcaster from the moment I made that decision to be a podcaster. Now, what's the difference, you say? What does it mean if I say I am something versus I'm going to try to be something? Well, let's take this mortifyingly dusty house that Mark and I have been living with for the last several months. And both of us are kind of like, cleaning is not high on our priorities. And we both are mortified by the state it was in, me more so than Mark. But let me tell you, if Mark was mortified, it was really bad, right? Because he is definitely has a higher level of tolerance for clutter and dirt than I do. But it got so bad that even Mark was mortified by the state of our home and was willing, in fact, was pushing for us to be partners and to get this under control and do something so that we could be happy living in our home again, okay? So we didn't try to make our house better. The moment he and I agreed that we would be people who cleaned our home more regularly. Once we made that decision, even though our house at that moment was just as filthy, just as cluttered, just as awful as ever, the moment we decided to be different in the way that we approached our home and our upkeep of the home, we began to see things with a different eye. Now, I wrote some blog posts and status posts about this, but one of the big differences for me in cleaning, once I decided to be someone who would clean a little bit every single day, was that instead of basing my cleaning schedule around projects, like I shall clean the entire bathroom from top to bottom, I became someone who said, I will clean for half an hour today, or I will be someone who cleans one hour today and I would just clean that amount of time, and once that time hit, that was it. I'd put away my cleaning things and figure I would continue on tomorrow. And so far, this approach has been working out really well. And again, if you go take a look at some of my latest blog posts and some of my latest dash reports, you'll see some pictures of the results of our cleaning and decluttering. 
And I have to say, brave companions, that this concept of deciding to be whatever it is you want to be is very powerful, very freeing. So why don't we give it a try right now together? Take a moment and think about something you've always wanted to be, whether it's a dancer, a writer, a cook, whatever it is that you want to be, a poet, a basketball player, a baseball player, a gardener. Think of something that you wanted to be. Even if that's something you wanted to be is someone who is fit and healthy in your body. <laughs> you know, what? Think of something that you want to be, okay? Now we're gonna count down like we always do from three. Take a deep breath. <gasps> Let it out. <sighs> One, two, three. Now I want you to shut your eyes and tell yourself, I am a whatever that thing is for you. I am a writer. I am a dancer. I am healthy in the way that I treat my body. Whatever that thing was for you, take a moment and feel the difference in when you tell yourself, I am this. Now this concept isn't new. It's in a lot of self-help books and you know, in neuro-linguistic programming for your brain and redoing your neural synapses and brain training, all of that. But really to put yourself in the present tells your mind that that's how you wanna behave and it changes how you think and it changes your outlook about things. Do I love to clean house? No, I do not love to clean house. But once I decided to be a person who maintains her home in a zen-like manner, once I decided to be a person who lets go of things that no longer bring joy, once I began to be that type of person, the tasks were not so overwhelming. They were just part of how I chose to live my life. I decided to be a person who feels comfortable in her home. I decide to be a person who spends a little bit of time most days rather than letting things go and having huge big projects when people are gonna come over. I decide to be that kind of person. And let's examine the difference it made to my voice acting, okay? Now you and I both know, and I've told you that I've had moments in my voice acting study career where I have really sucked the big weenie. I have really gone toes up and had awful experiences and had to sit there in a sound booth hearing horrible critiques about my performance. And I would actually stop breathing and get worse and worse and worse. And my confidence would take a nosedive down into the dust. But you know, once David told me that I was a voice actor and it was only my skill level that was changing. It wasn't if I was a voice actor, was not a voice actor. Now and forever, I would always be a voice actor of some skill. I changed. Did I still love the times when I totally screwed up and my take was awful? No, I still hate it. But I was able to see more dispassionately, wow, that really sucked, that wasn't good at all, that wasn't what I intended. What about that take was bad? Do I need to practice my diaphragm breathing so that I will more automatically not stop breathing, that I will breathe more automatically? Do I need to practice going up and down my scales and my vocal placements so that I can maintain a character voice more consistently? Do I need to find more acting classes so that I can have more practice being an actor? 
Do I need to do more tongue twisters so my diction is better? Now, surprisingly enough, Brave Companions, one of the things that I have to practice now is to put more vocal tics, like saying, uh, and er, and stuttering again into my speech. Because a lot of times in commercials, or especially in animation scripts, in order to sound believable, you have to have those same little vocal missteps that we all make, right? <laughs> and you know how hard I've worked to get those out so that I can do my podcast in one take and not have such a big old editing job? Well, now I'm going to have to practice going like, well, uh, uh, brave companions, uh, we'll get right back to that. Uh, what do you think? Because <laughs> that's something I'm going to need to practice. It is almost impossible for me now to naturally stutter or to put us into my speech. I work so hard to take them out. But that's an example. If my part calls for it, I need to be able to turn those vocal tics on and off. I need to be able to narrate with very clear English, or I need to talk in a much more relaxed manner, depending on the part. But the fact is, I have convinced myself at this point, I believe I am a voice actor. I am a voice actor of a particular level of skill, and that skill has everywhere to improve, and I have improved quite a bit in a lot of different ways. Now, when will I be to the level where I feel confident making a demo and going off to actually audition for real commercial jobs? I don't know. Could be in a month, could be in a year. But I know that if I keep this in my mind, that I am a voice actor, I'm going to continue to do those things that will progress me to that goal because that's who I am. I'm already a voice actor, so it's natural for me to do those things that voice actors do including cleaning their mortifyingly full junk room <laughs> in order to make room to put a home studio in. So brave companions, that's what I'm letting go of today. The whole concept that I need to try to do something when I already am that thing, I can be that thing the moment I decide. I was really hopeful that maybe this wind would die down for good, but it's really coming forward in gusts. So onward we go in gusts. Today's show is chock full of new BCs, and I thought it would be fun to feature them. Some with comments, some with good wishes, and all are diverse and prove that we BCs are international, have our own stories, yet share much in common. First up is a very unusual story from a person you would never think had issues like we do. Chelsea posted this comment on one of my Instagram photos. Hi, Lori. I found your podcast a few weeks ago after realizing I had a binging problem after my first bodybuilding show. Food has always been number one in my life, and the binge has never bothered me till I started to realize that all of the hard work I was putting in at the gym wasn't paying off. I'm a new fitness instructor and new to the bodybuilding world, and my goal is to actually look the part. So I wanted to get a grasp on this issue before it started spinning out of control and really ruining my metabolism slash health. I'm currently on your day 15, and I heard that you like to know that people are listening to your show. I am, and I really appreciate all you do. I listen to you on the way to work every morning, and I like hearing everything you have to say on the subject. It really helps knowing I'm not alone and hearing someone else's ideas slash views on this disorder. Listening to you always puts me in a good slash positive mood, walking in the door on the way to work. Keep doing what you're doing. 
Love following your journey, and it's great hearing that you're doing so well. Love you, gal. I replied, hi, Chelsea. Thanks so much for taking the time to post. How exciting for you to follow your dreams in the fitness world. Sending you good vibes. If you two deal with emotional eating, it can only help to work on it so you can focus on your training and your fuel. We are all on differing paths, but companions on the journey. And you know, brave companions, I want to talk a little bit about Chelsea because she is a dyed-in-the-wool bodybuilding competitor. She looks like top-of-the-line fitness model. She is not somebody that you would see and think, oh goodness, she has trouble with her food issues. Because I tell you, to be a competitive bodybuilder, you don't get to eat normally. You need to eat on schedule. You really keep track of how much protein you're eating and when you're eating and when you're eating after lifting. And you really, it's almost like a science. In fact, it is a science. There's probably nothing that is more opposite to intuitive eating than eating to have a fitness model or competitive bodybuilding type body. So how does this fit in with binge eating? Well, gosh, that's going to be a hard thing to balance a little bit, isn't it? But Chelsea has an overwhelming desire. She is, like I was talking about, she is a fitness person. She is that thing. And right now, her wishing to binge, for whatever reason, is getting in her way. So she's going to be highly motivated to do what it takes to help bring that to an end so that she can continue on with her chosen path. And it's hard for anybody, even if you didn't have binging coming at your heels. You know, it's a hard thing to do, but it brings her joy. You can see in her Instagram account the joy that she has doing what she's doing. So I really wish her well. And you know, if you want to be inspired by a gorgeous fitness competitor who's going through some of the same issues that we all are, then you can follow Chelsea on Instagram at chel, C-H-E-L underscore say, S-A-Y. And I will also post her Instagram name on today's show notes. You know, I've always said it, you can't tell. There are people who look absolutely fit and wonderful like Chelsea who have issues. There are people that have been overweight most of their life like me that have issues. There's people who look very skinny that have issues. You just don't know. There's people that look like, you know, cheerful grandmother types. Darn, that might be me. <laughs> but, you know, you, you just don't know. There's the guy that looks like your accountant. There's, you, you just don't know from looking at people who has an issue dealing with their food. So don't judge. And you know, I talked about the body positive song all about that bass. And that's kind of a body positive song for those of us that carry our weight down in our rear end. So I have to say, yay. Though it did have a line I didn't like that kind of was snarky to the skinny girls, okay? There's some people that are naturally skinny or just are or have, you know, whatever reason. We all have our different body types. We all have our different shapes. And our body types and our body shapes really have nothing to do with our eating issues. That has much more to do with what's going on with us in our mind or what happened to us when we were young or what kind of habits have we gotten ourselves into? Have we had reason to be deprived of food a whole bunch? You know, you don't know. And everybody's story is a little bit different and everybody's approach that's going to help them is a little bit different. So I hope that as we continue greeting these new BCs, we will see the picture of just how wonderfully diverse we are. Our next new BCs are Dave and his wife who first posted on day one. Yay, hardly have anybody who posts on day one. 
<laughs> that was kind of a crummy episode. But anyway, oh, I'm sorry. That was a great start to this series of podcasts, but I'm really happy that Dave posted on, on day one. Anyway, he says, I just discovered your podcast on Stitcher. I'm so very grateful you are willing to share. I listen to three to four episodes a day, and I hope to catch up soon. My wife is now also listening to you, Dave. I replied, Hi, Dave. We are so glad to see another guy post around here. Although I have male listeners who struggle as we do, it is usually the ladies who come to post. Welcome to you and your lovely wife. I am truly grateful that you took time to post and that you are here and listening. It has been quite the time making all of these shows. I have changed quite a bit in outlook and my life has improved immensely, though my weight, not so much. The show is really about how I cope or try to cope with what's under my drive to eat versus weight loss now. But other listeners are actively on weight loss and exercise plans and comment and share their stories. We are an eclectic and supportive group around here. We call each other BCs for Brave Companions, and we are glad to welcome you both as Brave Companions on our journey. Dave also cemented his place in my heart by posting the following on my blog post about my mortifying, dusty house of horrors. Dave says, Our house gets quite messy too, and it stays that way until about an hour before guests arrive. It is awesome the way you handled your guilt. No screaming at your hubby, no binging. You even handled the stress of not getting your voice work completed. Plus, you overcame the weaseling out of going for a walk from your worn-out shoes. You deserve an A-plus, girl. You rock it. Yay! Well, thank you so much, Dave and your wife, and I hope you both will keep posting, and we will have more chance to get to know you and your thoughts on this journey. Here's another use for social media as a way to reach out. Joe, spelled J-O, wrote me via the contact form and then also followed my bravery account on Twitter. That account is The Bravery Coach. Since I followed her back, she was able to send me a private message and give permission to share her original story, which goes as follows. This is Joe. You keep me sane. Thank you so much for your podcast. I'm only up to about episode 43. I started listening from the beginning a few months ago. I discovered you via the Alan Standish podcast. I am 43 and have struggled with food for as long as I can remember. You are a great help to me as I continue to not give up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am British and live and work in Asia. Well, BCs, it is very tough to be far from where you grew up. So please take a moment and welcome Joe and let her know that you care. Next, Nola is a very new and very active BC from Canada. She first posted this comment on day 79. Hello, Lori and Brave Companions, she writes. Today I'm letting go of the need to catch up on all the episodes before chiming in with my own story. I found this podcast through Alan Stanish's interviews with Lori, and I've been binge listening ever since. Like so many of you Brave Companions, I'm a lifelong yo-yo dieter, starting around age 14. That makes over 44 years for me. I've tried them all, Lori. There was an episode where you talked about trying a low-carb type diet when you were a child. That might have been the Stillman diet, which was a high protein and low carb as well as being low fat. That was one of the first diets I tried. Anyway, if I ever write a diet book, I'm going to title it, quote, How to Lose Over 1,000 Pounds in Less Than 50 Years. Do you think that would sell? As I've been listening to Lori's story, every episode has had something that has resonated with me. Sometimes I feel like Lori is inside my head and has lived my life. 
I've been consumed with thoughts of food. What will I eat next? When will I eat next? What can I eat? What can I eat? Which diet or food plan to try, etc.? You know the drill. I'm actually a lifetime member of Weight Watchers, having achieved that honor in 1999 after joining and rejoining so many times I can't remember. Since then, I've been up and down, over and under my goal until about five years ago when I decided I didn't want to spend the second half, or third, laughing out loud, of my life being unhappy and disgusted with my body. And I worked and I restricted diligently until I got back under my goal weight again, where I've managed to stay since. I've realized that as a teenager and young adult, I used my fat to become invisible. Once I became middle-aged, perhaps I was able to let go of it because now my age does the same job. That begs the question, why do I want to be invisible? But that's a question for another day. Unfortunately, losing the weight and maintaining my weight loss doesn't mean my obsession with food and urges to overeat have gone away. I'm a secret eater and suffer from tomorrow syndrome and all or nothing thinking, not to mention that I have chronic insomnia. When I've had a particularly rough night, as I did last night, it's really, really, really hard to overcome the urge to binge. And of course, if nobody sees me eating it, it doesn't count, right? Well, I don't want to ramble on too much longer, but I wanted to say I'm really glad I found this podcast. It helps immensely to know I'm not alone in hearing and trying to resist the call of cookies in the office kitchen. Sometimes resistance is futile indeed. Listening to Lori's journey has made me think that maybe if I allow myself to have a cookie and maybe even eat it in the presence of my coworkers, I might not be compelled to keep going back for more, hoping that no one is around so I can sneak just one more until they are all gone. Because as we all know, there's always tomorrow to start over again, laughing out loud. Lori, you've come so far since you started doing this and helped so many people. I applaud you for your bravery and openness and sharing your story with the world. I want to get caught up, but in some ways I don't because you've been my constant companion for the last two to three weeks. And after I'm caught up, I'll have to wait like everyone else to hear what's going on in your life and what new adventure you're on. Thank you for verbalizing my thoughts and feelings way better than I could do myself. P.S. I love to walk, hike, ride my bike, and sing. Not necessarily at the same time. P.P.S. I am also Canadian, but I live in Alberta on the other side of the country from Stephanie. I replied, hi, Nola from Alberta, welcome. I'm so happy you popped in now and didn't wait until you were all caught up. I love Alberta. About 19 or 20 years ago, I taught some courses at the BAMP Center for the Arts. Love the flats as well as the Rockies. And Stillman is the name of the diet I was on as a child. Used to make hamburger patties with melted cottage cheese on them. Congrats on your lifetime achievement with Weight Watchers and even more so that you have maintained that goal. That's awesome. But as you point out, body weight, body image, and self-image around food are all different things. Right now, I am working on what's under my eating triggers versus trying to lower calories or points or eliminating food from my diet. P.S. It sounds like we like very similar activities, so I'm happy to meet a kindred writer slash hiker slash singer XOXOXO. Nola went on to post several more times as she progressed listening to the show as well as on my blog posts, including this comment about vulnerability on day 105. Nola writes, I also wanted to comment about communicating rather than isolating. I've always had a problem with opening up to others and being vulnerable. Because of this, I have been a loner for most of my life with very few close friends. If I don't put myself and my feelings out there, then I can't get rejected. I'm trying to change that, even if it is just virtually at the moment. 
Lori, you are a great role model for me in this respect, and I hope that I can be like you when I grow up, laughing out loud. I'm a mid-century gal too, and I'm actually a couple years older than you. I answered, hooray, Nola, you are on the bravery report for sure for stepping out of your shell and telling us your story and feelings. I relate so strongly to what you've written here. I still tend to have few deeper friends in real life and I'm working on feeling more comfortable making more acquaintances and allowing that they may or may not become friends. I'm trying to widen my circle through writing group and my voice acting studies. It is still tough for me, but worth it. I'm so glad you posted us awesome mid-century gals and guys have shared life experiences that make us already feel closer than some of the young whippersnappers. Okay, okay, young whippersnappers, you are all awesome too, just in a different way, XOXOXO. And another way that Nola supported the show was by leaving a five-star review for Compulsive Overeating Diary on Canadian iTunes. When I got my monthly email showing me the international iTunes reviews, I saw it and I suspected it was she. And when I wrote her, this is what she said. Hi, Lori. Yes, that was me. You're very welcome. It was no problem whatsoever to write a review. I've caught up with all the episodes, so I guess I'm eligible for the certificate. Looking forward to the next one, XOXO Nola. And Nola, I want to really thank you about that. And so I went to look at Canadian iTunes, right? And I saw something amazing. Compulsive Overeating Diary is at the best rank ever in the What's Hot list for personal journals in Canada. It was at place 66. Now, the best I've ever done with the show in the U.S. was almost a year ago. I got up to, I think, 73. But lately, we've been hanging around the 300s, every once in a while bumping up to 150. And that's because, really, we haven't seen any new reviews and probably not too many new subscriptions in the U.S. iTunes. So if you are a U.S. iTunes person <laughs> who likes Compulsive Overeating Diary, I would ask you to go to the U.S. iTunes and leave a nice review for Compulsive Overeating Diary because that helps it to go up in the search ranks, help it to be found, and it's just a nice thing to do, you know? In fact, I would say that for any podcast that you guys love and follow. Podcasters put in a lot of work, not just me. Any podcaster puts in a load of work to create this content that most of us give for free to you guys. And it really warms our heart when we see these good ratings and reviews on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you can leave them. It really is worth a lot. Like if you'll take that moment to do that, that will make our day or days or weeks of happiness to know that our listeners really do like our shows. You know, I was smacking my forehead right now that I was saying, if you're in the U.S., yes, I want you in the U.S. because I hate my pitiful rank. I have to admit, I'm externally motivated. I haven't even come close to Alan's ranking for a long, long time. <laughs> so that's why I said U.S. But, you know, wherever you are in any country, if you have an iTunes account, you know, Sophie in Scotland, she left me a review on the Scottish iTunes long ago when the show first started, or in Africa, or in Australia, or New Zealand, or Spain, or France, or Germany, or anywhere that you are. If you leave a review on your iTunes, then once a month I get an email that tells me all the international reviews so that I can look at them and to thank you on the show. So I appreciate it because whatever country you're in, when you leave those nice reviews and rankings, you help Compulsive Overeating Diary be found in that country's search. 
Also, I wanted to mention the certificate that Nola mentions for catching up with all of the episodes can be found on both the Who Are the Brave Companions page and the Bravery Report page on Compulsive Overeating Diary. And it was something I made just for fun because so many listeners found me on day one and binge listened all the way through to whatever episode number it was. I said, man, that's a lot of listening. You guys deserve a reward. So I made a PDF certificate that you can type your name in and print out so that you can congratulate yourself that you listen to all the episodes of Compulsive Overeating Diary. We move on from Canada to Rachel, a new BC from the land down under. Rachel from Sydney just now wrote me via the contact form on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Rachel says, my name is Rachel and I live in beautiful Sydney, Australia. I've battled with binge eating disorder for four years, gained about 30 kilograms, 66 pounds, in about 18 months, and struggled to lose 20 kilograms so far. I stumbled across your podcast and have only listened to two random episodes so far. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being brave enough to put your feelings, thoughts, inner battles out there for anyone to hear. It's because of people like you that people like me don't feel so alone. I'm so excited to, quote, binge, unquote, on your podcast. I couldn't have found them at a better time in my life. Cheers for being amazing. The newly addicted Rach. I wrote back to her. Hi, Rachel from Sydney. How exciting to know that we have connected even though we live so far apart from one another. I'm glad the show is helping you feel not alone. There are many of us all across the world who have similar themes and struggles, even though we may present our disordered relationships in different ways. There are fitness stars you would never suspect, people like me who've been overweight most of their lives, people newly having food issues in middle age, teenagers struggling with body image even though they appear normal from the outside. It is so astonishing I never dreamed so many people would relate to the private thoughts and compulsions bouncing around in my head. I thank you so much for taking the time to contact me and to let me know you found us. I really appreciate it and it encourages me very much. One last thing, would you be comfortable if I greet you as Rachel from Sydney on the show and read some of your letter on the next episode? No worries if you're not comfortable, some are not. Thanks again for writing and good positive thoughts for your success, Lori. And Rachel from Sydney bravely replied, Hi Lori, thanks for your response. It's amazing to think that this disorder affects so many different people all over the world. It goes with that saying that an illness, disease, or disorder doesn't discriminate. Sure, I'd be happy, more than happy, to have you greet me personally. In fact, that would be so lovely and encouraging. Keep up your amazing work. Thanks again for being brave enough to share. Cheers, Rach. We'll wrap up our Welcome to New BC segment by featuring two new BCs who contacted me on the public Facebook page for the show. And if you've not been there, it's really easy to find. Go to facebook.com slash compulsive overeating diary. There it is. (laughs) Anyway, the first is Justine, who's just started to listen. She posted this on the show Facebook page. I'm listening and loving. Thank you. I reply. Thanks for taking the time to tell me, Justine. Are you comfortable if I greet you by first name in the upcoming episode, XOXO? Justine says, might take me a while to get there. I'm on episode five. Finding your insights very helpful. Our second new Facebook BC is Devin who writes, thank you for all your hard work. You are very much appreciated. And I say, thank you, Devin. Your comment made my day. 
Now, BCs, if you have contacted me or publicly commented as a new BC and I haven't yet greeted you and you gave me permission, please, 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 please send me an email or reach out on Twitter, Instagram, or let me know via the contact form. I'm delighted that so many new BCs are participating and writing me, but it does make it more likely that some of you may slip through the cracks. Believe me, it isn't intentional. Every BC who cares enough to participate, I care enough to feature on this show. So please drop me a line if I've spaced out. And if you are listening and want to be featured on the show, it's easy. Just post a comment, contact me via the contact form and give permission or call the bravery hotline to tell your story. And, you know, I gave an announcement a few episodes ago that I wasn't going to put links to individual comments for the most part on show notes any longer. But for this show, I'm going to make an exception. And for those BCs who have actually posted comments on my website, I'm going to put the link directly to their comment so that you can go there and greet them. Also, for the Facebook new BCs, because they posted publicly on my timeline, I can likewise put the link to Facebook so that you can go reply to their comment and greet them there. Otherwise, you can either call the Bravery Hotline, send your voice, or just post a general hello to one or more of these BCs by going to the show notes on day 108. That's compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day108. And you will see all of them listed, all of their names, and you could post a general comment to them telling them that you appreciate that they had the bravery to contact us and to become new BCs. Well, now here's a new situation I don't think I've done before. I had to actually move from the next to upper Zen place to the upper Zen place because I started hiking so late today that the next to upper Zen place, which is normally wonderfully shady for hours and hours, became hot as can be as well as windy as can be. So here in the top Zen place. It's actually shady right now and I'm hoping maybe because I'm under more trees I might be a little more protected from the wind noise. We'll see. If not, que sera, sera, <laughs> because we're going to move right ahead with our show. And now some shout outs to BCs we haven't heard from for a while. First up, Happy, who we sent out positive thoughts to on day 105, checked in with us on day 107 with a question. Hello, Lori and all BCs. I commented on the show a while ago, but since then I've been out of the loop for some time. Lately, I've been going through a rough period. After starting out 2015 with being binge-free for seven weeks straight, that is quite a long time for me, I once again fell off the wagon. And now I've gone through almost seven weeks with binging more or less on a daily basis. Needless to say, I feel horrible, like a complete failure. The shame is almost unbearable. Still, worst of all is the feeling of hopelessness. If I can go as long as seven weeks without binging and then relapse again, what are the odds of my ever finding a way out of this? And, am I talk and I am talking about long-term recovery. I need to know that lifelong recovery is possible. But right now, I have once again lost hope of that. The point of my writing is really to ask you, Lori, and the BCs for thoughts and advice on two questions that have been occupying my mind lately. Number one, 
The concept of relapsing after a period of normal eating has been a topic on this show before many times. But the thing is, for me, once I fall off the wagon, I never stop at that one binge and pick myself up and get on with life. Once I start binging, I continue to do so for days in a row, but more likely for weeks, or as in this case, months. Does anyone here recognize that kind of behavior in themselves, or is it just me? Why is it that I, we, do that? And how in the world can I break out of it? With each day that goes by without being able to start over, I sink lower, making the hope of recovery smaller and smaller and the desperation stronger and stronger. I could really use some words of insight here if you are willing. Number two, have you, Lori, or any of the BCs read the book Brain Over Binge by Katherine Hansen? I have just started reading it and I'm curious to hear your thoughts as Catherine has quite a different take on the causes of binging as well as how to recover from it. In short, rather than viewing binging as a coping mechanism, she argues very convincingly that it is a habit, something we have taught our brains to do after repeating it over and over again so many times. So to stop binging, you really don't need to work through all your underlying issues first. You simply have to stop acting on the urges to binge. There is much more to say about this book, but I will stop here. Like I said, Catherine argues for her perspective in a very persuasive manner, and she has got me thinking, wondering if I make things more complicated than they really are. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. I'm not up to speed with the show, and so I've not listened to episode 107 yet. I still post here hoping for advice and words of wisdom, and I would love it if one of these questions or both could become a topic of a future episode on the show. Thank you for taking the time to read this long comment. And as always, thank you, Lori, for putting yourself out there, for taking the lead and holding the torch up for the rest of us to see through the dark. Lots of love, the BC known as Happy With My Body. And Amy from Wisconsin was quick to answer. Hello, Happy. I'm so proud of you for reaching out and sharing your difficulty and asking for help. I hope this simply putting it out there helped you to feel a bit better. Just sharing my feelings often seems to help me. Since your questions seem to speak to me so much, I am quickly replying before heading to Easter Mass. I want to get back to you before the busyness of the holiday. Number one, yes, I've done the same thing. For me, one binge is never the end. One binge leads to another and another and so on. I think it has to do with my all or nothing thinking. I'm either 100% on a plan or 100% off and binging away. So what I've been working on is getting rid of that all or nothing thinking in many places in my life. I've also been working on shortening the length of binge episodes and the severity of binges. Working on these things has made a difference to me. When I've had food struggles lately, it rarely feels like a full-on binge, more like an overeating episode. I have to think of ending binge eating as a long, slow process rather than as flipping a switch. Number two, I have read Catherine's book. I loved it when I read it and was really excited to give it a try. Unfortunately, it didn't seem to work for me. I believe that she is sharing her story and this is a method that worked for her. I recommend that anyone struggling with binging read the book and see if the method works for them. If I've learned anything over my many years of struggling with food, it is that nothing is going to work for everyone, but anything might work for anyone. I do have underlying issues that cause me to eat. I've clearly identified that I escape feelings of pressure and anxiety by looking for food and obsessing about eating. I do agree that this is a habit and I need to alter it, but it is so deeply held that simply telling myself I'm not going to do it wasn't enough. I think you should finish reading her book and try her method. It might work for you. 
On the other hand, if it doesn't, don't give up. Eventually, you will find the method that will work for you. Never, ever give up. Hugs and love to you. You are not alone in the struggle. And Sue from the UK also stepped in. Hi, Happy. It is so good to hear from you again, and thank you for being so brave to comment in the middle of a difficult period in your life. I haven't got anything more helpful to add to what has already been said, but I just want to let you know that I've been thinking about you since our last interaction and want to give you a massive virtual hug. XOXOXO. Now, brave companions, I gave my thoughts also to Happy's comment, but she would really, 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 really like to hear from you. So please reply to Happy's comment on day 107. Call the Bravery Hotline or send audio via SpeakPipe or any other way that you can send audio for our next show and or tell us your thoughts on binge durations and if you have read Brain Over Binge and what you thought of it. Next, I'm sending out a special smooch to Maria from a Spanish-speaking country who posted on my blog post about letting go of stuff and who wrote me a nice email letting me know how she's doing. Feel free to send an hola to Maria by posting a greeting on today's show notes or by answering her comment on the blog. Another BC who caught up with us is Lisa, who's listening through the episodes. Right now, Lisa popped up on the one where I stomp around the park putting the word bravery in all of my self-talk and bravely posted a photo of myself in my bike shorts. My short bike shorts. (laughs) She says... I'm listening in order, and this is my favorite episode so far. Excellent. I love it. Your bike shorts picture is cute. You look great. And last but not least, I was very happy to see my in-person friend and BC Sandy post on my house cleaning status of April 1st. Sandy says, the house looks great, Lori. Good for you. I did a little bit of that today as well, perhaps inspired by spring or just the need to have less chaos in my environment. I miss you and the other BCs. Big hugs to everyone. I replied to Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Great to see you around here. Fooey on all this cleaning, but what has to be done has to be done. I know what you mean, though, about less chaos. It is truly zen to feel your surroundings are peaceful and not guilting you. Let me know if you'd like to get together for an early hike. I can feature you on a bonus show. XOXOXO. And Sandy, if you are listening right now, I really would like to schedule a hike so we can do that bonus show together. We've been talking about that for a year. Next week, I have to call in for jury duty, but as soon as that gets resolved one way or another, let's figure out a good day. Here's a smooch for you. Okay, now that we've welcomed and caught up some BCs, let's turn our attention to Carol from Detroit, whom we met on day 105. Carol goes on the bravery report for posting her story on our Who Are the Brave Companions page on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Carol writes, Hi, BCs. My name is Carol, and I've been meaning to post for a while. I'm usually listening to Lori on the go, so I don't always get to post online. But here's my story. I'm 35 and engaged to a wonderful, loving, and supportive man. I live in the metro Detroit area, and I work in the corporate world. I work in finance and am a very analytical person. So counting calories and looking up data is right up my alley. Like many, I've struggled with weight most of my life. There was a period of about 10 years where I lost and maintained an 85-pound weight loss while on Weight Watchers. I think I could have lived and maintained that weight and lifestyle forever, but oh boy, life had a game changer in store for me. When I was at one of my thinnest weights, I discovered I had an overactive thyroid condition. And long story short, I had a treatment that zapped my thyroid and killed my metabolism all in one swoop. 
Not only did that happen, I got another bite of the crap sandwich and went through a separation and then divorce, short sale of my home and all the junk that comes along for the ride. Oh, and I gained all of my weight back and then some in that same window. Now I've recovered a bit and I'm starting to really discover myself and what I'm really made of. I feel like I'm finally getting to the bottom of my own issues and recently started seeing a therapist. My main complaint was my weight. She diagnosed me with compulsive overeating and binging disorder and I felt relieved because now I can quantify and understand it. That's why I'm so thankful I found Lori's show. It was the best thing that happened. It started me down the path of recovery and discovery. I can't say this enough. I was so relieved. And then to find this podcast and to know other people deal with the same struggles. Wow, this goes way beyond just counting points or calories. And I'm very grateful for this show and all the wonderful BCs out there. Carol then gives her contact info for Fitbit, My Fitness Pal, and Facebook, and her contact email. So go ahead and look at her post on Who Are the Brave Companions if you want to contact Carol. And she says, to wrap up her post, I need more friends to keep an eye on me. Thanks again, Lori, and all your brave companions. Maybe I'll even start a personal journal or blog like Cheryl. You're very inspirational, Lori, and it's comforting to know I'm not alone. Thank you for... Thank you for providing this community, feeling brave. I replied, hooray, Carol. Welcome to the honor roll of brave companions who are brave enough to post their stories. Brava. I too worked in the financial industry so I can relate to the comfort of numbers. Wow, what a ton of pressures you went through and they killed your thyroid. How discouraging that would be on top of the emotional and physical topsy-turvy that your life became. How brave you are to go into therapy and to seek out help. I'm so glad you found us and became a brave companion too. I hope you do start a blog as you definitely have a way with words and expressing yourself will help others and yourself. You might even find it something you love to do as I grew to love doing this show. I look forward to hearing more about your adventures. Well done, BC. You are on the bravery report for sure. XOXOXO. And Sue from the UK gave Carol her support there. Nice to meet you, Carol. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Well done for being brave enough to see a therapist. I hope the combination of doing that and participating in this group will help you discover yourself and provide strategies that are right for you and enable you to move forward with confidence. And Donnie gave her wonderful BC thumbs up. Hiya, Carol. So glad you happened by. We love new friends and you rank high on the bravery level. Woo, woo. I look forward to sharing this journey with you. Daily life is a journey for sure. So thanks Sue and Donnie for showing how supportive BCs can be when you take a big step in bravery and reveal yourself on the Who Are the Brave Companions page. This is a place where you can tell your story and or leave your contact info to connect with other people as Carol did for Fitbit and My Fitness Pal, Instagram or any others you would like. And when you are ready to let us know more about you, please be brave like Carol and post your story to the Who Are the Brave Companions page on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. To wrap up our show today all about the BCs, let's catch up with some of our regular posters and commenters. Last show, I asked for prayers from Amy from Wisconsin, and Amy posted this update on that show, day 107. She says, It took me a couple of days to be able to listen to this show. Family issues were keeping me busy. I thank you so much for your prayers, Lori, and all of the BCs. For anyone who was wondering, I'm okay with sharing. My grandmother had had a massive stroke and recovery was not going to happen. 
She was in hospice and unresponsive, just waiting for the inevitable. Since this show posted, Grandma passed away. She went fairly peacefully with all of us there to say goodbye and send her to heaven. She was deeply loved and will be greatly missed. She would have been 89 tomorrow, April 3rd. So I'm going over to my mom's and we're going to have pizza and cupcakes in her honor. Lori, thank you for posting this episode, even though you didn't love it. I needed those prayers and I would love for anyone to keep them coming. I'm a little nervous as to how the emotions related to Graham's death are going to affect my eating. So far, I am holding steady, but it often takes some time for me to see effects of major stressors. For now, I'm trying to listen to what I need and be gentle with myself. I'm on spring break, which meant I had more time with her at the end and more time to deal with my emotions. So far, going okay. So BCs, please keep your thoughts and prayers coming for Amy and her family. And Amy, there are more prayer rocks on the mountain for you today. Lastly, Stephanie from Quebec took the time to post this on the same show notes page. Stephanie says, I am lacking time to comment, but I drop in to say I'm listening, XXX. Well, Stephanie, I know you are one busy lady with all you're up to. So I thank you, thank you, thank you for dropping by to let me know why you weren't commenting and posting or sending your secret topics. Because as you know, one of the things that makes me kind of sad is when BCs who are regular all of a sudden disappear and I have no idea how they're doing. Now, it's not necessarily my business how you're doing, but I really do appreciate it when you at least drop me a, a quick note or say like Stephanie did, hey, I'm okay, I'm just busy, because <laughs> then I don't worry that something bad happened to you. Like I said, not my business, but I do really appreciate it. Well, I just want to know that if you guys post a little or you post a lot, it is all appreciated. I love to hear from you, and I know from my many emails that other BCs love to hear all your stories too. It makes us all know that we are part of a wacky and wonderful group of brave people, and it makes our lives richer and the journey much more interesting. So until next time, BCs, hey, send me some audio, would you? <laughs> until next time, BCs, take care, because I really, 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 really care. A slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the 